they're interesting and, and suspenseful. And it makes you like, like our friend Brian Peterson said, it makes you feel alive. And, and I like to, I like that. I like to feel alive. Welcome to the final episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie and I've been your host for 87 episodes. It's been a fun journey and I'm sad to see it go, but it's time to move on to the next big thing at Atlas Medstaff. However, what better day to end on than Halloween? Halloween is one of the best days of the year and fall is my favorite season. There's just something special about the crisp, cool air, the changing of the leaves, knowing there's a slew of food-filled holidays on the horizon, and of course, horror movies. Horror movies have been a staple in my collection for many years, and I don't just watch them during spooky season, I watch them year-round. When it comes to horror movies, you either love them or you hate them. Whether it's cheesy slasher films from the early 80s or more gruesome and violent action thrillers of the early aughts, there's something about this genre that makes it fun for everyone, as long as you like being scared. To put a fun spin on this episode, I decided to interview six employees of Atlas Medstaff who are big fans of horror. We talk about movies that got them into the genre, movies that still haunt them to this day, and of course, their favorite scary movie of all time. Hi, my name is Joel Kozacek. I am one of the sales managers here at Atlas Med Staff. My name is Kendra Kreipel. I'm the benefits administrator here at Atlas Med Staff. My name is Sydney Lamberty, and I'm a recruiter at Atlas. My name is Kelly. I'm a recruiter here at Atlas. Hello, I am Corey Anderson. I'm a recruiter at Atlas. Uh, Rich Smith, co-founder and vice president, Atlas Med Staff. So sit back, relax, and maybe turn on a light because things are about to get a little spooky in here. First, let's talk about the history of horror movies. The horror genre actually originated from written word. That's right, the book-to-movie adaptation idea has been around for centuries. Horror films were likely inspired by the gothic novel, which are dark stories with supernatural elements in gothic settings like castles with winding hallways and trapdoors. Sound familiar? What is widely regarded as the first true gothic novel is The Castle of Otranto, written by Horace Walpole in 1764. The gothic novel laid the foundation for the monsters we know and love. Frankenstein, Dracula, Jekyll and Hyde, and The Phantom of the Opera. Horror cinema, however, did not come around for another 100 years. The first shot horror film dates back to Georges Mielis's The Haunted Castle, or in French, Le Manoir du Diable, in 1896. In the early 1900s, German filmmakers advanced the genre with Paul Wigner's The Gollum in 1915, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari in 1920, and F.W. Murnau's Nosferatu in 1922. Meanwhile, in the United States, gothic novels were getting their big screen treatment. Edison Studios released the first adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in 1910 as a short film. The feature version would later come in 1931 
from Universal Pictures, considered by some the most iconic horror film in history. It's alive. It's moving. It's alive. Oh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Oh, in the name of God. Now I know what it feels like to be God. Horror films have long showcased our greatest fears. And based on when they were originally released, these films reflected our fears at the time. For example, the fear of death and possible resurrection in gothic novels and their film counterparts in the early 20th century showcased society's fear of premature death and illness before the advancement of modern medicine. Compare that to a post-World War II fear of the atomic bomb and invasion, we get Godzilla, the War of the Worlds, and the Blob. Then we move on to the 1960s with George Romero's groundbreaking 1968 film Night of the Living Dead. Today, this film is considered a commentary on race in the Vietnam War. It pushed boundaries on what this type of film could do and is still considered one of the greatest horror movies of all time in all of its black and white, low-budget glory. Even though our storytelling abilities have changed and special effects have made a huge improvement over the years, you can't beat the classics. The 1970s is where things took a turn. The positivity of the 60s led to disappointment in the 70s, with the Beatles a split, the death of Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix, the Vietnam War, oil strikes, and more. However, when things were bad in the world, this actually made for better horror films. The mood of the decade led us to looking inward at psychological and societal issues. It also showed us that kids can be scary and the nuclear family could be compromised by the unknown which brought us legendary films such as The Omen, Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, and Poltergeist. They're here. In 1974, slasher films made their way into the genre with The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This gore fest gave birth to classics of the late 70s and early 80s like Halloween, Friday the 13th, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. With these films came the rise of horror film franchises, some of which continue to make sequels today. Many feel that the genre slumped in the 90s as audiences were burned out on the slasher film trope. This is where parodies and meta films began, films that took the genre's cliches and worked them in their favor while still creating a good scare. Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer are just a few. Serial killer stories also made their debut with 1991's The Silence of the Lambs and 1995's Seven. The turn of the century flipped the genre upside down with an entirely new way of storytelling, beginning with one of the best found footage films, The Blair Witch Project, in 1999. Although considerably ahead of its time, it has managed to spawn more films in a similar style, such as the successful low-budget paranormal activity series. In the early 2000s, Japanese adaptations made their way with The Ring and The Grudge. Additionally, we saw the rise of extreme torture flicks like Saw and Hostel. By this time, the horror genre had exploded into a variety of subgenres that cater to all palettes of horror, some obviously more extreme than others. <laughs> So why was it the early 2000s for the beginning of such violent horror? It has been theorized that the direction of horror films changed drastically after 9-11. To fit our new fears, the monsters had to change. Gone were the psychopaths of the 90s. Instead, by going so far in the extreme direction of gratuitous gore and torture, 
it became so scary and absurd that we could remove ourselves from it entirely. Finally, we get to modern horror films of the 2010s. Possibly one of the most groundbreaking of recent memory is 2017's Get Out, which holds a mirror up to society and the perspective of the African-American. Writer and director Jordan Peele referenced several films that he was inspired by for this, including Rosemary's Baby, Stepford Wives, and even Night of the Living Dead, a film nearly 50 years old at the time that was also a thriller about race. While the genre has changed drastically over the past century, the classics that led the way are still inspiring new filmmakers to answer the same question. What scares us the most? So, now that we've taken some time discussing the history of horror cinema, let's talk about what movies started it off for us. For me, it was Scream. The idea of a psycho killer being on the loose, killing off your friends one by one, is something that no matter what era you're in, it's still very real and horrifying. I also love the movie because it is very self-aware and is actually scarier than some of the films it references throughout. Just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? I asked our friends at Atlas what movie ignited their love of horror, and here's what they had to say. So, growing up, and they still do this from time to time. HBO always did like a free HBO weekend, right? So growing up, we would literally just put in VHS tapes and hit record. So whatever we captured, we captured. And we had one tape that was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, followed by Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. And so this would have been 1987-ish. So I was probably seven years old. And... I probably watched that tape a thousand times. So Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 uh, was the first horror movie that I remember seeing and just watching over and over again. Uh, about a year later, we had another one that came out, another tape that we had from a free HBO weekend that had Killer Clowns from Outer Space on it. And so that was probably my number two. <laughs> uh, so thank you, HBO, for uh, your free movie weekends. So you saw the second one before you saw the first one? Uh-huh. But I also didn't know, again, I was seven, so I didn't really know that there was a first one. To me, it was just, it's the Freddy movie. And then I found out, oh, no, there was one before, and there's been some made since. And <laughs> So the first scary movie that I ever uh, remember seeing, and not really sure who took me to it because I was five, was Jaws, <laughs> but I know I saw it in the theater, and you know, at that time, they didn't have DVDs or VCH tapes, so I know I saw it in the theater, and I think it was the babysitter that took me to it, um, but, um, but yeah, it was Jaws, and I was five. <laughs> I was just gonna ask, how old were you? That babysitter's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I, I watch it anytime it's on, um, I own it. So I've seen it, I know, at least a hundred times. I was trying to think so hard about this because I think for the longest time, my parents were like, no scary movies, like nothing. I think I couldn't even watch like Pokemon when I was growing up, like nothing bad. And so I think I watched War of the Worlds at one of my friend's houses. 
like not that scary but I think it freaked me out so much I must have been in like fourth grade or something like that when I watched it and I think that was the first one I watched the first movie that I remember seeing is Children of the Corn um I remember watching it in daylight with my sister however I also have been told of a story where my mom came home from being out running errands and my dad had us at like very young ages watching Friday the 13th and <laughs> that was a, a little uh they love to tell that story so that was my first um I guess like exposure to the genre I don't know if I can be certain about you know very very first one but a couple come to mind from my early early childhood um poltergeist the exorcist and if we're gonna throw this in the horror movie category which i guess it is is jaws um i was at my friend lance miller's house this is probably fifth grade maybe fifth grade and he had an older brother who went to he we kind of tagged along to his uh, older brother's friend's house and they were watching a Friday the third. I'm sorry, they were watching uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I believe it was Nightmare on Elm Street 2. It could have been three Dream Warriors. I don't remember for sure. Anyway, so Lance stayed there with when it was time to go home. It was dark. Lance stayed there with his brother, and I had to walk home in the dark. It was terrifying. kicked it off for us we all keep coming back to scary movies for one reason or another what's your favorite thing about scary movies my favorite things about horror movies always come down to character design costume design even set design like if you if you put it in a, a good setting it just puts you there and it makes it so much better i would much rather have a scary location than a scary character any day uh, outside of that, like storyline is always huge. And that's, if it's a good story, I love it. And if it's a horrible story, sometimes that's even better. So if it's somewhere in between, if you're trying to be in that middle road, I think those are the ones where I get kind of iffy on, but if it's bad, then that's great. And if it's great, then that's great. Just don't fall in between. <laughs> I think what I like the best about like Jaws, and what I liked best, like Amityville Horror is also another one of my favorites. It's the unseen. Like you can't see it until it's right up on you. And, and I, it's that jump factor, you know. Um, going into movies that are, have gore, you kind of know what to expect. And so there may be some eerie parts to it, but you kind of know it's going to be a slasher film. You know what, you know, you know kind of know what's coming. With Jaws, there were some parts that I didn't expect. Amityville Horror just freaked me out. I think it's just the fact of like being scared, which is so strange because I feel like I feel I like enjoy being scared like haunted houses during Halloween like love want to go every single year like love hearing about ghost stories like people's experience with paranormal stuff like that's I really like I was trying to think of why I like them because people ask me like why do you like watching it? like why do you like scaring yourself. I don't know like I just it, I enjoy it like I don't know why I like being scared I don't know why I like to watch a movie that freaks me out and then the next like four or five hours I'm literally 
thinking about the movie I just watched. I think it's like, when I think about it too, like I love to be scared. I love horror movies. I love ghost stories. Like, and I'm like, this sounds really weird, but like, I get jealous of people who have like experiences with ghosts. I'm like, I wish that had happened to me. Yes. Um, but I think it's just the thrill of it. I think it's just, you know, like I love roller coasters. Like I've been skydiving. Like I, I love thrills, like a thrill seeking. And I think that that's part of it is just, just, you know, the feeling of your heart racing or like being on the edge of your seat. Like that's fun for me. Like, and I, I'm with you there. Like, it sounds weird. Like, and people who don't get it are like, why do you like to be scared? It's like, it's, I like, you know, the, the jolt of energy you get when you watch a, a good scary movie. So I'm with you. I totally agree. I think I like the best part about it, about the genre, is the fact that I'm 43 years old and I still run up the stairs a little faster from the basement and turn the lights off. Um, not that I really think anybody's down there, but it's just, that's the scare factor for me. It's just that little thrill of, oh, I gotta get up the stairs a little faster. Uh, it's just that little thrill that you get that... Um, that, you know, keeps me coming back for more. I think in order to actually enjoy that style of movie, I think you really have to let yourself get rid of reality or else you can't enjoy them, you know? Um, and we're both able to do that. So I think that's part of it. You just kind of put the real world aside for a bit and uh, you have to allow yourself to kind of be in the, in the character's shoes a little bit, no matter how ridiculous the movie is, you know, you know, Afterwards, you might look back and say, you know, uh, you know, if that was me in real life, I sure would have survived or whatever. But, you know, think about that during the movie. So um, I think just escaping into that kind of weird fantasy land. And also, you know, if it's a really good one, it'll get your heart going a little bit and make you jump a little bit. You get some goosebumps. So they're fun to watch. I think the suspense piece, scary movies do suspense maybe better than any other movie genre where... You, you really get that feeling of, of suspense that kind of falls maybe into dread at times. And you, you walk that line. And I really, I, I, I enjoy that. As I previously stated, the horror movie genre has a plethora of subgenres to choose from. Slasher flicks, psychological horror, paranormal, zombie thrillers, the list goes on. So I asked, what's your favorite type of horror movie? As I was thinking about this question, it was one of those things where it's just like, God, that's like asking me, what's my favorite song? You know, like there's, there's just so much variety. Like, how do you choose? Um, but so I kind of, I kind of narrowed it down. The, the, and the first two kind of blend into each other, but I'm going to keep them different. I'm going to say that they're distinct categories. So for me, number one would be foreign and specifically foreign monster movies. So like Asian monster movies are always fantastic like anything from south korea japan um they always just make the best monster movies i love them i love them i love them um even like scandinavian countries are good like the um, is it what's it called troll troll hunter have you seen trolls was it trolls or troll troll hunter troll, troll hunter, yep. super fun movie super fun movie um zombies i always i always love zombie genre but i keep that separate from monsters i think that that's its own thing um and you can have with zombies it's great because it can be a horror movie it can be an action movie it can be a comedy and they're all they've all been done successfully and it's fantastic uh and then just kind of a a blanketed thriller category uh like that suspense thriller like you don't know and then there's a twist and a turn 
those are always fun. So uh, those would be my three uh -huh. like go-tos. I, I like anything with sharks in it and anything that has to do with possession. Those, those are probably my two favorite genres. And again, it's just because you can't see it. And um, I think that's, for me, that's kind of what gets me is just that unexpected element. What would you say is your favorite possession movie? Amityville Horror, hands down, boom, done, yes. And I've watched that a hundred times too, because I own it and I saw it, I saw it when I was a teenager and then, and it scared me so much that when I was uh, 16, uh, my mom and dad took us to Oregon and we stayed it with my um, family in a, a cabin and it had slanted ceilings like the room one of the kids room kind of slanted ceilings I could not fall asleep could not fall asleep because we had watched it like that night and I think it was the second one it's like the first and second one I think that we watched and I I was like anxiety and panic attacks because I was just sure that something horrible was going to happen in this house with the slanted ceilings and so I'm begging my sisters to you know can I please sleep with you no no because we're teenagers and they don't like us and so finally I just went down in the living room and slept on the couch because I was so scared so yeah hands down Amityville Horror possession movie all the way <laughs> I feel like I don't have like a certain type I don't think I don't really think like blood and gore is that scary so if I'm trying to be scared, like I'm definitely gonna go like more realistic, like paranormal, um, exorcisms, stuff like that. Cause I feel like that is way more like messes with my mind. And I think like this is more possible that can happen to me. So it freaks me out even more. So I think that if I'm gonna like watch something actually scary, that's what I would watch over something like blood and knives and that kind of, like gory stuff. Do you have a favorite paranormal movie? I don't, is Sinister like paranormal? I feel like that's the one with like all the different tapes. Have you seen that one? Mm -hmm. That one messed me up. That like, is probably the scariest movie I've literally ever seen. I like paranormal. I like paranormal. I love found footage. Um, I like all the classic movies for sure. Um, the old school Halloweens and Rosemary's Baby. Slasher movies are fun. The gore not so much, but the old school ones, like I love the original Halloween, Halloween 2, um, the newer remakes, not so much, not as into like the blood and the guts and that sort of thing, but just, you know, the, that twist at the end of the movies, you know, when the others, the sixth sense, like when you don't see it coming, those are the best things to me too. I love the paranormal stuff, um, you know, the, the, Possession type stuff. I love slasher flicks. I think a super well done movie um, uh, was The Strangers back in probably what, 2008, 9, 10, somewhere in there. That original Strangers was classic because it was so, so real. Like those things could happen. Now, looking back on that movie too, it's like there's no way I'm, I'm going to let them get me when I've got a shotgun like they had in the movie and stuff like that. But you don't worry about that at the time. But that was a super good movie. Um, uh, slasher flicks, even campy 80s stuff is fun for me. Um, zombie stuff, I think you put that in the, in the list that you sent me. That's probably closer to the bottom of the list of the movies. So um, for me, I can't think of any in that particular genre. But I, I watched Cabin in the Woods recently during, during quarantine. Um, there's some zombie type stuff in that. And 
it also kind of harkens back to those old campy 80s horror movies as well. So I thought it was fun. Had um, you never seen it before? I hadn't. Oh, it's this. That was one of those good, that we right? just hadn't seen. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I have always enjoyed the zombie reanimated kind of, of film. I've, I've really always enjoyed those. I, I think, though, if I had to, if I had to really say, okay, this is my favorite kind, it, the paranormal kind, that, that unknown really scares me. As a Japanese horror scares me, you know that already about me, but paranormal, not being able to explain some of those things in, in you know, that's just like, oh, crazy guy get, you know, goes crazy and hacks up some teenagers. Okay, that's completely different. You can kind of explain that. Not being able to explain paranormal activity and, you know, that type of thing. That, that truly scares me. I hate to sound like Ghostface, but I have to ask, what's the scariest movie you have ever seen? Because I saw it when I was young, and it's always kind of stuck with me, the original Poltergeist is up there. That's, that's always going to be, like, there's still, like, in my brain, if I hear a noise at night, I think, like, Poltergeist. Like, there's a cloud that's going to come alive, or some kind of gateway is going to open in my closet. Um, that, or the original um, Funny Games. I don't know if you know that. It's another Scandinavian. I think it's, maybe it's German. Um, but about the kids. I remember you talking it, about that last time. God, that movie's messed up. It's, it is a horror in the sense that, like, it's evil. <laughs> But it's also like, it's just effed up. <laughs> it's like super effed up. Um, and then they did an American remake um, with uh, what's the, the lady's name that was in um, The Ring? Um, Ooh, I want to say Naomi. she's in the remake. Na- Naomi Wat- Watts? Watts. Naomi Watts. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that she's in the remake. And I. It was one of those things where you're watching it and you're just like, I mean, it's it's basically a shot for shot. It's kind of like um, when they did let, what's it called? Let me in and then let the right one in. Let the right one in, yep. Yeah, so that's just a shot for shot remake of the original. It's just, if you don't want to read the subtitles, then you can watch the English version. Um, but God, yeah, Funny Games is just, it's messed up. So I, I wouldn't call it, it might be my most favorite thing to watch and hate myself for watching. I'll put it that way. I think, well, for me, again, it's Amityville horror. I just, I, 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 I don't know. There's just something about it that just, and the backstory and, um, you know, supposedly what happened and um, just, you know, they never really got answers as to why it happened or whether it actually is true, but it's, you know, it's a documented. So for me, it was, it was Amityville Horror. And I know that there's, you know, so many more out there, you know, like some people would point to, is it Insidious? You know, that's kind of a, 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 a series that is, and The Conjuring, um, The Conjuring series, that's pretty intense. Um, but I still will always go back to Amityville Horror. <laughs> it's just one of my favorites. <laughs> absolutely poltergeist i and i know that a lot of people don't agree but the whole paranormal felt so real in that movie and i to this day will not leave my television set on a channel with snow on it because it just completely was so realistic and it just that was the scariest one to me the possession type movies are 
you know, the Ouija board possession type movies, that'll, that'll give you the, the goosebumps. Uh, but I also look at movies that, you know, make you jump four or five, six times a, a, in, a, in a movie. I don't know if I can pick, pick a scariest. It kind of just depends on what I'm in the mood for, you know. You think back to movies like, you know, Saw. As demented and deranged as that is, you put yourself in those people's shoes. Goodness, that's rough. In my opinion, scariest movie to me is The Grudge. I I can't I can't tell you why. Japanese horror scares me so bad. I I don't I couldn't tell you. The Ring was equally as scary. It went a little it went a little off the rails at the end and maybe it would have scared me more if it was a little more unknown. But uh, I I think The Grudge for whatever reason is is probably the scariest film I've ever seen. It scares me more than and the American version, fine. The Japanese version with the subtitles was terrifying. I won't watch it again. It, it scares me that much. I won't. I can't even look at the DVD cover. An interesting thing about fear and what scares us is that not all of us are scared by the same thing. When it comes to horror movies, some of us love certain films while others find them overrated, boring, too gory, or just plain bad. So I asked, in your opinion, what's the most overrated horror movie and why? So uh, I'm also a sucker for like, I will go and check out like horror movie lists and see like, which ones have I not seen? Which ones do I still need to see? Which have I seen all that stuff? And in rankings, there's this one movie that shows up in almost every top 10 unanimously. I can't stand it. It's been remade. I have not seen the remakes. I don't know if that's any better. Suspira. I can't stand. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. That movie has always bugged me. I've, I've always just been like, why do people like this movie so much? So I'm really glad you said that because... Suspiria, in, in my opinion, I, w- I would disagree with you. I think it's a fantastic film, but I definitely see why it might not be for everyone because it is, it's really silly at times, but it's trying to be serious. But there's a lot as far as like the art in that film, like the use of color. The remake is completely different. And the remake is dark and really hard to watch. I honestly like the remake more than the original. Okay. So if you did not like the original, you may like the remake. And what's really amazing is, um, oh gosh, what's her name? Tilda. Um, yes. She plays three different characters in that movie. Oh, wow. It's, you wouldn't even know until you look at the cast list. She's fantastic in that movie. And, um, Dakota Johnson is in that too. And she's really, really good. good. It's that one's good. So I would, I would suggest maybe giving that one a chance if you didn't like the original. Okay, knowing that it is vastly different than the original, I will. Um, and I also have to give you props because I finally watched something you had told me to watch on the last podcast we did. Ooh. Uh, and I just watched it the other night. Hereditary. <gasps> What'd Super you think? fun. Super fun. I Super love fun. that movie so much. I thought it was a blast. Yeah. It's, it's I, yeah, I remember I showed you that scene, that like dinner table scene. Like that enough got can mm-hmm. get anyone hooked on that movie because- yeah. And it wasn't even like, I mean, by the end of it, you kind of knew, like, there was no twist or anything crazy. But you knew what was coming. 
you knew it was coming. Uh, but even then, like it wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where it was a misdirection. It was just a slap in the face of like, here's what you're getting. Enjoy well, yourself. I think for me, it would be probably like the Purge series. To me, that was just, that was just all, it was just somebody taking out their anger at the government <laughs> and being, being able to do it in a legal way through the movie. So I think I would say probably the Purge series. I didn't see, I, I think I saw like 10 minutes of it and I'm like, I'm out. I, I, I can't do it. And then I, I suppose anything after Friday the 13th part two. Yep. <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> it's got weird. I think Jason Goes to New York was probably, I think that was like the fifth or sixth one that was out. And I remember going to it with my, with the guy that I was dating at the time. And I was like, so stupid. <laughs> this is just, this is ridiculous. But you know, it's again, it's entertaining and. And that's what it was made for, was to entertain. It wasn't meant to, you know, cause deep discussion or deep thoughts or anything. It was just right. a slasher film that was entertaining. The It movies that recently came out, I, I was not about them. It literally didn't freak me out at all. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Did you see the original, uh, like the mini series with um, Tim Curry? No. Oh my God. Okay. So, um, so I, I definitely understand. Like I loved, I have not seen the second one yet for me, like the story of it, like I've heard the book is horrifying. Like the book is like, gets like under your skin, but the movie and the miniseries are definitely more like kind of fun, like more yeah. like fun horror movies. And I like those too. Um, there were some definitely parts that made me jump, but that scene at like the end of the first it where he's like dancing it was like that i was like okay come on like what are you yes. doing <laughs> like, like i feel i don't know there's parts where i'm like ruining it and i know every i feel like everyone what scares you is so different like there's probably people that think when things are funny but like the moment scary they probably think that's really scary but for me i need like full on the whole time like if he's dancing i'm like this isn't scary anymore. Just, it just ruined everything for me. Like, I'm not, I'm not scared. The alien movies. Really? Yes. Okay. I do not. I, I think it might be the whole alien thing, but no, I have never gotten into the alien movies. So my, the two that I have seen that I think are my least favorite would be Saw and Aliens. Hands down, just not interested. I think for me, what makes a scary movie is that I, I don't want it to be real. So I have a very hard time with the Saw movies, things that really could happen. I like the things that are scary, but like in my brain, I know this can't really happen. The one, the one exception to that is The Strangers with mm. Liv Tyler. Ooh, that's such a good one. That one really, really scared me. Um, and I liked that a lot. So, but, but other than that, I need it to not be real. I need it. I need like my brain to say, okay, really, you don't have to lock the basement door. Nothing's going to come out of the dark after you, but I do it anyway. I was thinking about that question um, and struggling with it. I don't know. I, I can tell you, it kind of goes back to the, the series is where you start to hate the movies within the series that you originally loved um, more than something being overrated. You, you seem easy to please when it comes I am. to movies. <laughs> I am. 
you're just in it for the fun. <laughs> I'm going to shock you here. I don't, I'm not a fan of the Michael Myers films. I, I don't like, I, I just don't. I don't, I really liked it when they went a different way with Season of the Witch, with Halloween 3, and went a different direction with it. But the repeated Michael Myers and, and uh, who's the, I'm sorry, the, the, um, the actress that plays. Yeah, Curtis. There we go. Thank you. Um, just con continually revisiting this story has just gotten old and tired to me. And I know I, you may disagree. I know Corey absolutely disagrees with me on that, but it's just, it seems like they, they could have done so much with it and it just, they haven't. One thing that frequently came up in my interviews was the topic of remakes. Horror cinema is notorious for remakes, and most of the time they are a huge letdown. However, sometimes we can be pleasantly surprised with a good one. Either way, they're definitely a touchy subject for scary movie fans. So what are your thoughts on remakes? For me, it's specifically stop taking foreign horror movies and making crappy American versions of them. Agreed. The originals are fine. They're great. And then you remake it and all of a sudden it's just like, oh, that was... Hollywood does this thing where there's no such thing as a new idea. And so now we're just taking from everywhere. And it always seems like what they try to do when they make uh, an American adaptation, uh, they find one thing to really like try to change and make it a little bit scarier. And then everything else is is lacking. Everything else is lessened by by what they did. So that's that's my biggest gripe. However, to segue into this, one of my all-time favorite horror movies, uh, that's just one that I, I watch it probably three times a year just because it's so much fun to watch, is a remake. And that's Dawn of the Dead. Mm, mm -hmm. The the Ving Rames and um, what's her name? Sarah Polly. That's, that's a good one. I love that remake. But it's also, to me, that's, that's more of an action movie than it is a horror movie. It's, it's just a fun, like, can you survive type movie? And it's fun. You know, I actually watch the remakes, and I'm never as impressed as I am with the original. So I would love to see some more ideas out there. I would love to see more of the psychological thrillers out there. And, like, Get Out, that was incredible loved, loved, loved Get Out. I would love to see more like that and less remakes of movies we've already seen that we already know what's going to happen. So when I heard Rob was doing the, the Halloween again and redoing the original story, when I first read it, I was like, oh man, because you know, I love that. I love that original movie. Um, so you've got to come with something pretty big and, and, and uh, it's got to be pretty good. And you know, he did it just different enough, and obviously it's violent, but uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't a swing and a miss. There are some out there that are. Um, it's that whole thing, you know, why fix something that's not broke or, you know, whatever you want to say. But I'm okay with it as long as, as they give it a good shot. I'm not afraid to say it stinks if it does, so. I think you can get really lazy with it because it's very easy to bring those fans back again. Let's take the Nightmare on Elm Street, for example. If It's very easy to bring those fans back into theaters or back into you know Netflix or whatever. It's because you're telling a familiar story. Um, at the same time, if I'm okay with the remakes as long as they're taking chances and they're taking those, they're, they're stepping out of their boundaries. Unfortunately, some of those that have 
happened where they have taken those chances haven't been well received because people just want to see the lazy tried and true story again. You forgot the first rule of remakes, Jill. Don't fuck with the original. As we discussed in the beginning, the horror movie genre has changed drastically over the past century. We've seen all kinds of monsters, jump scares, twists, and again, remakes. The genre is making somewhat of a comeback. So I asked our horror fans at Atlas what they'd like to see more or less of in future horror films. I kind of want to see that throwback. The 80s and the late 70s were just like the, the, the best time for horror movies. And I feel like if we can make them feel more like that, that would be awesome. But I feel like today, everything has to be, God, nobody has an attention span anymore. So everything just has to be like, boom, boom, boom. You're doing this, you're doing that. Somebody's dead, now their head's cut off. And then this is happening. No. Just slow it down. Like there's time for the, there was times in Friday the 13th movies, you didn't see anything except trees and darkness for like two minutes at a time. And that was great. I want to get back to that. I, I think it's going to depend on the movie. I mean, I would like just, I mean, you know, because like possession films, they, you don't really have a lot of blood and gore with those, but yet slasher films, you are going to have blood and gore. So I, I you know, it's, for me, I I really can't say because it would depend on the movie, I guess. If, I mean, I'm not really answering your question, but it's, I mean, you know, the older I get, the more I'm like, God, they don't need to drop so many F-bombs, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, but again, I, yeah, I don't know because it's just all going to depend on what kind of movie it is. Um, I mean, I feel like, obviously, Technology, I think things are starting to get more realistic. And I feel like there's still some movies though where I feel like it could be even more realistic. Like I'm like, okay, that, that isn't exactly how it would be, which for me, I don't know why, but that kind of like ruins it for me because I know like, okay, like that was extremely fake or like that looks extremely fake. So I'm hoping that it continues with as technology progresses that these movies are gonna be even more realistic and more real. Because for me, at least that's, when I, when I feel like it could possibly happen in me or like this could actually happen in real life, that's what freaks me out. So I think that would be like the one thing I hope that continues to get better. I want less gore. I want less slasher, less, the, the shock factor is what I love. I love a good twist. I love when I finish a movie that I'm afraid to turn the lights out or I'm afraid, you know, like I run up the basement stairs. I want to see more of that scare tactic in a subtle way, like not the slasher, not the blood, not the guts, but something that really sticks with me and is scary, like get out. You know, that's one that just, you know, stuck with me and I watched it again. Um, those are the best in my opinion. I think we're ready for a new, a new classic slasher, a new Michael Myers, a new Freddy, a new Jason, whatever that character might be. And then I would love to see more of the, um, you know, Strangers, Last House on the Left, uh, those kinds. I think you can do you can do that style of a film and make it more appealing to more people than just a straight slasher type 
horror flick. So mixing of the storytelling, like Jordan Peele is very good at doing. The Us was Us as a as a film was was very very good. Like there was there was a very thought out story there. Although I mean suspension of disbelief to a certain extent, but that's fine. You're going to get that with any kind of movie. But remind me of the story. What was the one that he did right before about the crusty old white guys putting themselves in Get Out? Yes, again, great great idea, great story, very well played out. When that took that twist in, you know, halfway through, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is, this, this was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Taking chances and doing things like that, where you're not scared to tell a story, but at the same time, you're not scared to fall back on some, you know, tried and true sort of, 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 of tropes that come along with telling a, a, a good, a good horror story film. So there you have it, folks. If you're new to the genre, I hope you found some new films to add to your list. And if you're a seasoned veteran like some of our friends at Atlas, I hope this was entertaining. Today is Halloween, and this year, things definitely feel different. With COVID-19 still running rampant months after the first confirmed case, it feels like we're living in a real-life horror movie. But don't let that get you down. If history tells us anything, this weird time in our lives will produce some fantastic movies down the road. I hope you enjoyed this final episode of Atlas Now Streaming. Please be safe, make good choices, and pop in a good horror flick tonight, because let's face it, at this point, nothing is scarier than 2020. Special thanks to Joel Kozacek, Kendra Kripal, Sydney Lamberty, Kelly Kosky, Corey Anderson, and Rich Smith for helping contribute to this episode. And as always, thank you to all of our healthcare travelers at Atlas Med staff. Hope you have a happy and safe Halloween. Again, I want to thank everyone for being a part of Atlas Now Streaming for the past 87 episodes. Keep on streaming. <laughs>